up, all you pieces of shit? Welcome to Respawn Aim Fire, the kick-ass Reverend Gaming Podcast, brought to you by Affable Idiots. I'm one of your hosts, Chad Michael, munching on some fish in us. I'm, that's a lie. I just finished eating my goldfish. We've got our other co-host here, Adam, doing something on his phone down below. Gumbert. How are you, Adam? Hey, am I retweeting? Possibly. Oh. He's retweeting the fact that he just... Uh, joined the Order of Assassins. He's, oh. he's part of the Assassin's Creed now. I'm missing a finger and everything. Wrong finger. Actually, nope, it's it the right the finger. finger. That's the right finger mm. if you want to... Yeah, two in the pink, one in the stink. Speaking of two in the pink, one in the stink, <laughs> joining us from a hot tub in Phoenix. Welcome, Campo63 in the chat. <laughs> and finally, rounding out the crew here, we've got Alex burping up a storm. Cozina, how are you, Alex? Uh, unfortunately, I don't have any more burps in me, but uh, we are joined tonight by a very special guest. This right here <gasps> is a heart-shaped baking tin. Nice. Now, I know you're probably wondering, is this perhaps some sort of preview for my upcoming episode of Cozy Bear's Cooking, which, which uh, coincidentally is going to be airing this upcoming Wednesday, February the 14th, Valentine's Day, uh, on twitch.tv slash Cozy Bear Live at 8.30 p.m. EST. I can't comment on whether it is or is not that, but what I will say is you cannot believe how fucking hard I had to look to find this thing. You would think that a heart-shaped baking tin would be the easiest thing to find in the world. Not like the easiest thing to find in the world, but you would think that like, in terms of unusual baking tin shapes, a heart-shaped baking tin would be right at the top of the list. I had to search so long and hard. I had to go all the way across town to a Michael's craft store to find this thing. I didn't even know that Michael's Whoa. Craft Store existed in Canada, uh, but apparently they do. And I got him. I bet, so, I yeah, bet all the unique baking now are all just like Fortnite. It's like Mr. Banana Man from Fortnite, the bus from Fortnite, bake a cookie looks just like your fucking gun in Fortnite. I definitely saw like, like a soccer ball and like a pinata baking yeah. tray. So I think, yeah, I think you're on the right track. Yep. Well, that is uh, that's it for our podcast. Everyone, <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> no, but for real, we do have just like a very little news to talk about today, which you can listen to live usually on Sunday evenings at eight thirty p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, tonight we're recording on a Monday due to the Super Bowl. Uh, you can always catch us on demand though. Tuesday morning, Super Bowl. Tuesday mornings, 9 a.m. Eastern Time is when we go live on not live pre-recorded on demand in your YouTube and podcast apps. Here's the one piece of news we've got this week, folks. Small update on Xbox. This comes from Andy Robinson, Andy Robinson at VGC. Last week we talked about uh, Xbox and Microsoft potentially bringing third-party or their games to other consoles, et cetera, et cetera. This is a little bit of a follow-up after a Phil Spencer tweet last week. Microsoft's gaming division reportedly held down, held an internal town hall meeting this week. According to journalist Shannon Lau, Microsoft's head of gaming, Phil Spencer, told employees that Xbox currently has no plans to stop making consoles and that Xbox consoles will continue to be part of its strategy, which involves, quote, multiple kinds of devices. Microsoft also has confirmed plans to deliver its eagerly awaited Xbox business update on February 15th. Gaming boss Phil Spencer, Xbox president Sarah Bond, and Xbox president of game content and studios Matt Booty will discuss the future of Xbox on a podcast available this Thursday from 12 p.m. Pacific time 
or 3 p.m. Eastern Time, or 2 p.m. Chicago Time, 1 p.m. Hot Tub in Phoenix Time. That's the news. That's all the news this week, everyone. What are your thoughts? What if, what if by console, Phil Spencer actually means to say that they will never stop consoling uh, all of the people from the Church of Xbox that are so butthurt over Xbox maybe, maybe not going third party? What if he's just like, you know, forever here, forevermore, we will sit down and we'll just cuddle up these Xbox players and let them know that it's going to be okay as we head into this brave, bold, new, all-digital future. That's interesting that you say butthurt, because when he said multiple kinds of devices, I imagine, you know, those little tiny vibrators that Twitch streamers put in their buttholes, and you can control them remotely. It's it's probably not Twitch. It's it's only fans and stuff like that's that. That's a Twitch thing. Yeah. No, no, no. It's not a Twitch thing. It's it's those porn sites where, <laughs> where yeah, yeah, you can, yeah. like chat with people and like you give them twenty five coins or bits or whatever, and then it lets Imagine you control Ninja the vibrator like, in their butt. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, Xbox Game Pass come to OnlyFans butt vibrators. <laughs> Play Doom on it. Um, yep. No, I don't believe that's right, Cozy, because cons- console and console are spelled differently. So I think you're. Uh, are they? Ah. Uh, Sure. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't think they are. Uh, The only thing for me here is like, yes, I would like... Hold on. Yeah, well, look it up. I like everybody's to keep making a console just so my digital purchases carry over. If they can... Console. C-O-N-S-O-L-E. Verb. Comfort, uh, in quotation marks, someone at a time of grief or disappointment. Uh, Used in a sentence, she tried to console him, but he pushed her gently away. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> gently away. that's funny that those i mean that's just english ain't it a word yeah. that means yeah. multiple things spelled exactly the same way uh yeah for me it's only i only care about my digital purchases so that would be nice to be able to continue that forward but again if you just let me xbox play anywhere on my pc one step closer to going all pc baby i'm so close but i'm very interested in this news just to be like yeah, just say what it is and get it out the way. There's rumors and stuff, but I'd rather just hear them instead of speculating and getting mad about rumors online. It's fucking <laughs> stupid. So, Yeah, this is coming up really quick. It's uh, it's Monday now, three days away. We will know exactly what that means. Um, to, for anyone who's curious, this will be on the Xbox official podcast, which apparently is a thing that I didn't realize was a thing until today. Um, so yeah, that's where the, this conversation will be happening on Thursday. Dupe. That's 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 everything. That's all the things. Yeah. Unless you want to talk about like, oh, Atlas sold a million copies of Persona. Aren't we happy? I mean, I guess that's that, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on. There's to actually time. one. There's We're one news story that I will week. I'll talk about here in this segment though. Okay. 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 But I'm going last. Okay. Cool. Um, so you're going last. So, uh, Alex, what did you play, Mr. Uh, I'm not sure what that part at the end was, but I am glad that you asked, Chad. Uh, cause let me tell you, I had an interesting, an interesting weekend, uh, to say the least. So we knew that the Super Bowl was happening this Sunday. We were like, you know what? Instead of having the Super Bowl on Sunday, uh, instead of doing the podcast after the Super Bowl on Sunday, let's just punt it to Monday, give ourselves a full day to refresh and recover from that. And I was like, great, I will use that 
as an opportunity to organize a bigger than normal cross country skiing trip uh, on that Sunday. Normally, as you all know, I, I like to cross country across the country. This would have been an international <laughs> affair. We've been going to Greece. We've been going to Russia. Oh, be we've been going to all the, all the cool countries. Oh my God. Oh man. Oh man. You, you, I can't even get into the details. That was the plan. Uh, we drove down to our cottage on Friday night. Uh, it's a cottage in the Eastern Townships where from there we would have eventually gone to the ski location where we would have skied internationally. Uh, on the way there, car's muffler inexplicably broke. Um, there was no other damage to the car. It was largely superficial, but that bit of superficial damage meant that our car was real loud and we got real concerned. Uh, there was also a friend uh, that came along with us to the cottage that also got a toothache there. And we were like, ooh, I don't know if things are going so hot. And so we kind of decided perhaps? while we were in the country... I don't know, honestly. I don't know. So we decided <laughs> while we were in the country, you know what? Let's just chill, take it easy. We're not going to go on a big, ambitious cross-country ski trip. We're not going to abandon everyone else at the cottage. Um, and so, uh, I appreciate that you waited until it was halfway through the story to, to uh, crack that thing open. And so, Saturday, I was like, you know what? Things aren't going exactly according to plan, but I'm going to have myself a damn good day. And had myself a damn good day, I did. I basically spent... The entirety of that Saturday, walking around the countryside, going into grocery stores, buying sweet treats for myself to eat as I walked around, playing a whole lot of Pokemon Go. There was a cool Year of the Dragon Chinese New Year event going on in the game, and I caught myself a whole lot of Dragon-type Pokemon, battled a little bit in Pokemon Go League. And when I came back home to the cottage at night to rest and recuperate for the coming day, I played a whole lot of a little Game Boy Advance game on my Nintendo Switch called Kuru Kuru Kururin. So let me talk to you a little bit about <laughs> Kuru Kuru Kururin. Okay. Kuru Kuru Kururin is basically part of a more or less forgotten Nintendo franchise that was active during the Game Boy Advance GameCube era. Um, the first game in the franchise, which is called Kuru 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 Rin, uh, <laughs> originally only released on the Game Boy Advance in Europe, Australia, and Japan in 2001, never came to Canada or North America. It eventually came to North America by way of the Wii U Virtual Console in 2016, but I myself was only really made aware of it in February of 2023 when it released on the Nintendo Switch Online's like Game Boy Advance expansion add-on service, whatever you want to call it. Uh, picked it up just on a lark. I was like, oh, this seems interesting. Played about 20 minutes of it and immediately was like, oh, this seems good. This seems like a really worthwhile game. But I was in the middle of something or other at the time, and I was like, I don't have the time to really invest in this game right here, right now. Emotionally, I'm not prepared for how potentially amazing this game is going to be. And so I'm going to just put this off to the side temporarily, and I'll get back to it. A year later, I'm like, you know what? I need something to play on my Switch while I'm here alone at night, not walking around outside at the cottage. I'm going to play myself some kudu 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 din. And let me tell you, this <laughs> is a so good ass... Time you say it. <laughs> kudu 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 din. It is a very solid-ass Game Boy Advance game. Uh, the gameplay of this is real simple. You play as 
a bird that is flying around in the world's dumbest helicopter of all time. Think a helicopter that consists of like a single rotary blade that is constantly turning at a very slow speed. And basically what you have to do is you have to maneuver your way through top-down environments while making sure that your rotary blade doesn't touch any of the walls of the environments that you're maneuvering through. That's about as simple as it gets. There are like a few mechanics sprinkled in here and there, but it's a really incredibly well-designed game with just really engaging level design, slick presentation, great music. The game has like almost like a Celeste-esque um, uh, emphasis on punctuality where like the amount of time that it takes you to like lose a level and then immediately restart it is almost instantaneous. And so if you die, you're like back into it uh, immediately as uh, quick as a slick. And the game also just has like a bunch of like super helpful, uh, what we would call nowadays quality of life -y stuff. You accidentally miss some sort of collectible in a level that you weren't able to get the first time around. And literally when you go to select the level, your little bird character will be like, hmm, I think I missed something in this level. Oh man, that's really helpful. Thank you so much, Kudu Kudu Kududin. All that said, game isn't absolutely perfect. I actually had a um, very retro game moment towards the end of my time with it. When I was at the like fourth to last level of the game, I was having a lot of difficulty with a tough segment where I had to move very quickly through like a hazardous sort of corridor. And I was like, man, this is really tough. I, and my thing moves so slowly. And so I went and looked up a video online of how to play through that level. Sometimes when I like to look up these videos, before I even watch the video itself, I like to go to the comments to see if anyone else uh, has commented on the video to see if anyone is like kind of commiserating or sharing in like my own troubles that I've also had with this segment of whatever game it is that I'm playing. And literally the first comment I read was, oh man, I almost made it through the entire game without realizing that there's a way to speed up your helicopter. I was like, wait a minute, you can speed up your helicopter? Turns out you have to hold the A and the B button at the same time to uh, go faster than normal. And so once I learned that, it took me a few more tries when I was able to beat that final level. So that that little pain point wasn't perfect. I will also say that like the game to me is very kind of reminiscent of the first Pikmin game in that it is mechanically incredibly solid and incredibly fun, but it is a little bit light on all sorts of like interesting and cool and weird mechanics. We, you know, tend to revere the way that so many Mario games will have like just an excess amount of, you know, interesting mechanics and gimmicks and ideas. You go into a level and there are like so many like fun uh, mechanics and gimmicks that they play around with over the span of just that level and then you never see them again. This game, there's not perhaps that same amount of sheer creativity on a level to level basis. You do see a lot of ideas sort of recycled, but it's still overall a very, very fun time. And I'm looking forward to potentially in the future playing through some of its sequels. It got two sequels. You have Kuru Kuru Kurudin Paradise. <laughs> actually, that's that's incorrect. It's actually just called Kurudin Paradise, released on the Game okay. Boy Advance in 2002. Never made its way out of Japan. At some point, I'm hoping they bring it over to Nintendo Switch Online because apparently it's supposed to be even better than this game. Uh, and then there was also Kurudin Squash, which was released on the GameCube in 2004 and is also supposed to be very good. Uh, so yeah, go and play Kuru Kuru Kurudin. It's a truly fantastic game. Alex, uh, just out of curiosity, playing Pokemon yes. Go this weekend, did you happen to catch two... Do you happen to have an extra Hisuian Decidueye that you might be willing to trade uh, me at PAX? 
I may in fact have a Hisuian Decidui. Let me see real quick. Let me see. Oh, that would be so quick. sexual because I forgot. I, like I was like at 150, I was like, all right, here we go. And then I totally forgot until 505 and I had to catch it between two and five. I was like, fuck. Right, because they they only had them available via raids. The problem is, is I was actually yep. driving back home during that raid, and so I wasn't able to get as many raids in as I wanted to. Um, but if this damn app will load, I can check real quick to see how many of these dudes I got. While you're waiting Come for on. that to load, I will mention, yes, we will be at PAX this I year. I got two. I got two. You can't see oh. it on the screen because it's all glared out, but I got two. Save one. Save one for me, por favor. Por favor. Uh, yes, I'll we will be at best. PAX this year. Adam, Alex, and myself will all be at PAX. Uh, so if you are going to PAX, PAX is in Boston, and we'll be at it at PAX. PAX. East. East. East Question, PAX. do you th do you think we can get Joel in a hot tub at PAX? Because apparently he's a dirty boy who likes hot tubs. You can get Joel to do just about anything if you tell him you'll do a shot of Malort. And yes, he is bringing Malort. Right. Yes. Sounds good to me, bud. Um, yeah. Uh, it's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. Gonna be great. I will since Adam wants to go last year. I will chat. Uh, play Destiny Surprise. Oh, one thing we did do. We got Vex Mythoclast Catalyst this week, baby. That's super hard to get. Awesome, impossible weapon. Adam. Adam actually played with us. I forgot about this. Yeah, Adam played. Uh, found oh. the Atheon boss in Vault of Glass with us for uh, what, like an hour, a few times while we. Um, while well, we got Vex Mythoclast for Connor. And then a few days mm. later, we five-personed the raid and uh, everyone got the catalyst. And it was wonderful and amazing and, and excellent. I wasn't invited to that second part, Cozy, but I was invited to you the You were part. invited to the second part, but then you were like, mm, I work on Saturdays. And I was like, yeah. boo. And then we did it on I mean, Saturday I'll morning. So. Yeah, all they said was like, someone's getting a haircut at 12 Eastern time. I'm like, well, I don't know what that means, but uh, I am working at 12 <laughs> Eastern, if that matters. But yeah, that's very funny. You know, we had a good time playing some yeah. Destiny. Playing good, raids, good, 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 good. stuff. Yeah. So we did that. I also played CCR. It's Chrono Cross Reunion. Not Chrono. God damn it. I did that last time, too. Crisis Core Reunion. Um, the hey. I'm very, very closely following the Platinum Trophy Guide because there are so many very tiny things that you have to do uh, in order to get the Platinum. And uh, the combat is growing on me. I'm enjoying the combat a lot more, but I am not uh, still not enjoying the characters or the story stuff. It, it, it's... it's if, if, if. I almost even convinced myself this week. I was like, just watch a video. <laughs> but no, I'm not going to. I'm going to complete it. Otherwise, this is the remaster one, right? That came out last the, year. Yes, the remaster. Which so again, we're still I'm playing known... it on PS. I'm playing the PS4 version because yeah. there's almost zero difference between that and the PS5 version, so I can double dip on the platinum trophy. So, so then the real question that everyone's waiting for is: Are you going to play the the shooter one for PS2? No, George of Cerberus, absolutely not. No. Why? I just don't understand why you refuse to do that. I thought you were a final. One because fan. it's way too much effort, and two, there's no platinum trophy for it because it's not available on modern consoles. Oh, so you only play games that have platinum trophies? 100%. Okay. Yeah, you didn't see Every... me playing any Steam Next Fest this week. Uh -uh. That's because you don't have a computer. Because there's no trophies on Steam Next Fest. <laughs> there actually is, by the way, but anyways. No, there are Steam achievements. Yeah. And those are worthless. Sure. Yeah, I see I see John Hansen out there tweeting every, I don't know, day or two. 
I just reached a new milestone, and now I have 523,624,105 achievement score. I was like, what the fuck does that mean? Is it's that very good? It's is very that bad? How does that, is that worth anything at all? No. No. Zero you know what's ten. even it's worthless is like... Having a bunch of platinums that are like comp jump one and two, like those are worthless and okay, don't actually mean anything. I have like four anything. of those. I will say, <laughs> out of my I, fifty-two, I will or whatever. say, I don't want to self-disparage too much, but man, I used to love it so much more back when we were in the old trophy system, where instead of being at like level five hundred and forty-five or whatever, it was like twenty-eight, twenty-nine. Going up, even a percentage of a level was like that much more glacial, but it just felt so much more satisfying and i would much rather have that old system than what we're in now yeah but yeah yeah you know they had to they had to make progression worthwhile for the normies you know and the yeah. big old sea of normie people to like give them a little bit ahead of dopamine every once in a while whereas those hardcore players were like we see that trophy ding we go up three levels and we're like i need more uh anyway played that a little bit more, continuing to, to chip away at it. And um, Skull and Bones, baby. Oh, yeah, you as well, huh? This game had an open beta six years after it was supposed to launch. Because <laughs> it has been delayed and delayed for six... It was supposed to come out in 2018. It has been delayed and delayed for six years. And in fact, it's supposed to come out. We'll, we don't. I don't believe it's coming out this week. We'll see when it drops. It's <laughs> Friday, supposed to come out Friday. this Friday. But they had an open beta this weekend uh, from February 8th through the 11th. And I consciously made the decision. I was like, I, this, is, this game is a moment in video game history. You know how like everyone knows where they were who's old enough on September 11th? Like... This is very similar. Like, it's one of those moments in video game history. You have 599 US dollars. You have, you know, Super Mario 64, the first time you pulled on Mario's nose and then boing, and you're like, ah, and you get your boner for the first time. And then there's like skull and bones. Like, skull and bones mm. in itself is an event, the entire seven years of its existence from announcement to f maybe release. So I felt like I, I could not be interested in video games or video game news and not experience this game. And there's no way I'm going to pay $70 for it. So I had to play it this weekend. That's what I did. I, I convinced myself I had to play it this weekend. I was, of course, pressured a little bit into it by D Smitty Games in the chat. What's up? Pee pee poo poo pee. Sorry. Pee pee poopy. Pee pee poop. Pee poopy. Pee 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 poopy pee. -pee, -pee, -pee. Uh, come hang out and chat with us. It's real fun. Lots of great stuff in there. Hot tubs, peep and poop. <laughs> All sorts of things happening on Twitch. So, of course, Dallas pressured the, the whole group chat into playing. Um, and there's so much more to this game than I, uh, than I had initially thought there would be, expected there to be. And it's like a legit experience. And maybe this is from the way they originally revealed it and, and it's grown since then. But I, I assumed going into this that my character was a boat. <laughs> and that I would be that like I would be driving around as a boat and my boat would shoot things and my boat would get sunk and my boat would improve itself. And it turns out that, no, you are a person on a boat and not just a boat, but many, many boats as you upgrade your boats and get different boats and all of these kinds of boats. Oh, and uh uh, or ships, ships, boats, dinghies, all sorts of things. And yeah, there are there are towns and outposts. There are there are 
traders. There are so many aspects of this game and so many systems that I just was blown away that I had no idea was in there. And maybe it's because I wrote it off almost immediately back in 2018 or 2017 when they announced it. So I just didn't pay attention. But yeah, I was really mm -hmm. surprised at how much actual gameplay there is in this game. Um, I had a really fun time with it. We I played for maybe two hours. I conned Matt. Matt was about to go to bed. It was like midnight Eastern time. I was like, hey, you want to stay up another hour and play with me? And he was like, ah, oh, let me download it now. Turns out Dallas was on all the time, but was marking himself as offline because he's hiding from people. Mm -hmm. uh, my PS app said he wasn't online for 17 days. And I was like, okay, well, I guess Dallas is not playing. So, I, But then I jump online and it's like, Dallas is like balls deep in this game right now. And he's fighting some captain somewhere. And I was like, oh shit. You just don't want me to know you exist. You don't want to play with me at all. Anyway, yeah. So we, we all three got together that night and played a little bit. Got cool looking pirate clothes. <laughs> Dallas has literally 17 hours of playtime. Um... Yeah, we got pirate clothes. I got a little lemur monkey upgrading our ship, getting all sorts of cool things. The controls were really fun. Like you start out in this opening tutorial and you're you're just in the middle of the ocean and you're you're shooting cannonballs at people and you're like, "Oh shit, this feels really powerful." I feel like this is this is really great combat and then suddenly you're fighting another ship that's like, "Cool. We're going to shoot seven cannonballs at once at you and we're going to do that every 3 seconds and you're going to have a cooldown and we're not and then I'm going to call in my fleet and we're just going to destroy you with fire from above." And then you're like, oh, shit, I'm not as powerful as I think I am. Mm. And then you go through all of this shit. But uh, yeah, and there's even story content. I skipped through all the cutscenes just because I knew that I was not going to pay $70 and play through this game ever again. But Dallas did watch them. And so I asked him, I was, I was like, do you get the idea that there is a like a further story in here? And yeah, it, it kind of seems like there's this... Uh, captain of this island or this outpost or whatever that you're doing jobs for and potentially taking over for him like rising up the ranks gaining infamy and stuff like that to one day be the i don't know the, he was marked with a crown icon so king king pirate king of the outpost i don't know what it is but uh yeah so you're there's relationships there are factions that you're managing relationships with there you're doing like stealthy little shit to all right i'm gonna go over here and i'm gonna get this and then i'm gonna go over here and make it look like I was the person who was bringing this treasure, but I actually destroyed the ship and stole the treasure. And then, so there's there's a lot of shit at play in here that I was not actually expecting there to be, and it plays really well. And if it were my kind of game, I might be into it. But unfortunately, there were too many times, too many instances where there's an encumbrance. Yes, your boat can get encumbered and you move really slow, just like your typical Bethesda game. And there were too many times where I was like, I only had to do this like three times, but there were too many times where I had to go and, all right, let me use this very quick sickle or saw mini game to, to craft a saw and then go and cut down a mm -hmm. piece of wood to build a ship or, you know, get this grass off of this island. Uh, and I was like, okay, I know what this gameplay loop is going to be. Uh, cool stuff, but not my type of game. But Adam, it looks like you played it too. What are your thoughts on Skull and Bones from Ubisoft? Yeah, echo a lot of that. I think it, <laughs> Again. Guys, I'll be right back. The yeah. goose will take my place until then. <laughs> Fucking goose. He's going to poop, by the way. Just a heads up. Um, yeah, same as you. It definitely feels like a good one, of, like a good games of service. Like, it, it, there are solid bones there. Skulls and bones. Oh, mm. um, uh, but it's definitely like I played by myself um, and it is not fun solo. So if you're going to play this, you have to play with friends because I don't feel like that loop is as good by yourself. But I feel like there's something there. I feel like it's Sure thing. Like it's not as good as Division Two because Division Two was very fun 
at the beginning, and I super love that game. I think this would be like, you know, not necessarily a bad thing, but like at or above Avengers levels for if you like get some friends together who are into this kind of thing, like you'll have a good time and you'll you'll run around and do that. So yeah, I enjoyed it. I was like, I'm not going to spend seventy dollars for this, like you. But maybe one day on a sale, and if I get enough friends who said they want to play, I would probably, I might give it a shot. Eh, I like pirates. So there's that. Dallas was kind of right along with you, too, where he's like, if this was a free game, I would sink a ton of time into it and be upgrading my ship for sure. And there are lots of opportunities. Like if this if this goes free to play, like like I'm assuming it will eventually go probably not soon enough to make it a hit. But if it goes free to play, there's lots there's you could buy a lemur with a captain's hat on in the shop. You can buy cool looking gear, you can buy a new ship, you can buy new sails, all that kind of shit for premium currencies. So I'm like it yeah. There are definitely the bones of a skull and bones. See, there it is again. Definitely the bones of a of a live service game in there that they could capitalize on it if they just lowered the barrier of entry. But I guess they've spent so long working on this thing and pretending that it's going to ship that they've got to make their money back somehow. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why Alex. do you do that? Love it. Love it. Very That's cool. it. That's what I played this week. Dope, dope, dope. So, yeah, Skull and Bones for me. Also, Helldivers, too. I'm shocked. In a room mm. full of PlayStation, I love PlayStation so much. Oh, my God. Give me my Cump Jump 3 trophies. It matters so much to me that none of you guys played Helldivers, too. I, I will say, I will say, come, uh, Helldivers. Helldivers one was a game that I gave an honest shot to on the Vita because so many people back in the day really got on that Helldivers train on the Vita, and I could not get into it. And so going into this game, it's very much like, I mean, could be good, but like I don't have this particular drive to play this game, given that the original game didn't really speak to me. I know it's very different, but like. I just was not jonesing for it from the jump. You know, it's super good. Yeah, it's got. Oh yeah, you you play the first one a little bit, but on Vita. Yep. Uh, But no, it came out. It was. I wasn't expecting to get it, but a bunch of people were like, "Yo, Helldivers is like really actually good." I was like, "You know what? Forty bucks? Why not?" Bought it on Steam because I'm not paying for PlayStation Plus and forty dollars for a video game. Eat my ass on that one. So I jumped into that and had a blast, man, especially if you have a crew together. Like, it's just dumb fun. Um, I was looking earlier. I didn't include it in our news stories, but, like, Helldivers 2 has more is the most played PlayStation game on Steam. Like, ever. Like, over God of War, over Spider-Man, all that shit has more concurrence. Obviously, being a $40 multiplayer game makes sense that it would have more players. Mm-hmm. But, like, yeah, it's super good and people are into it. Again, it's just, like, get on. I think the, to switch to third person was, like, a good move. Just because it feels more like, I don't know, it feels bigger budget in a way. But I think it also appeals yeah, we, to a bigger audience that way too. Yeah, for sure. Over the top down. But yeah, it's great just to like get called in and try to crush a bug and just like killing your buddies on accident all the time. Or like, let's do a hard mission. We'll be fine, right? And then just get everyone gets cut in half immediately by some <laughs> massive armored tank of a bug. Oh, it's so good. It's so fun. Um, and yeah, it really works out. It, it has the things from the first game that I remember. Even if you can have nostalgia for the fucking Vita game from 11 years ago. But, again, it does a lot of new stuff, and I really like it. I think I'm going to keep playing it. As long as people keep playing it with me, I will continue to play Helldivers, especially for 40 bucks. I'm like, you really can't beat it. Like, it's just a fun, let me dick around for a couple. Like, you know, I was excited for people to play Foam Stars, but Helldivers beats the shit out of Foam Stars, and, like, Foam Stars (laughs) is dead already. Did anyone play Foam Stars? I mean, it's free for PlayStation Plus this month, but did anyone play it? 
you're better off spending forty dollars on this than playing Foam Stars. Uh, again, I liked Foam Stars, wow. but I don't know anyone. I don't know a single person who played it, even though it was free, because everyone was playing Hell Divers instead. So uh, yeah, everyone check that out. It's fun. Progression's cool. Even it has the the live service um, sort of mechanics, but it's not egregious at all. Where it's just like, so instead of like. In old, you know, games you're like, all right, I'm level ten, so I unlock this gun. Instead of like, you earn medals and then you spend your medals in a battle pass like system, but it's just really just progression. So it's like, do I want a cape or do I want a new gun? Well, I just want the gun. And then I'm like, oh, that's a fun, interesting way. And even the microtransactions are super cheap. It's like three bucks, and you can get like a really like the coolest thing in the shop for the day. I'm like, awesome, dope, no problem. Um, I, I will say, you know, I don't know necessarily how soon I will or will not check this game out. It is cool to have a new game in Sony's, you know, current portfolio of first party games that is pretty distinctly different from the other games around it. People tend to criticize Sony a lot for having a lot of these, you know, action adventure, sad dad, third person <laughs> shooter action games. And like this is it, some of those uh, check boxes that I just listed, but not all of them. It is still a pretty distinct experience from all those other games, and that's pretty cool. Yeah, I want to see if all of the first-party Sony games that the that initiative. It's weird because you know this game's been being made for forever, and it happens to hit because initially it was a multiplayer game. So it's like, I don't want you guys to get the wrong message. Like, oh, we'll just do those games like they need to be good like this game is good that's why it's popular is because it's a good game so i don't want them to be like fair fair money games is going to be just fine because helldivers did good it's like <laughs> no fair money games needs to be a good game from the jump so we'll see from the helldivers jump, great. as some might say come jump four coming soon get yourself three platinums in one whatever um and that's it for that part of the playtime Segment from Adam, and a segment from Adam. That's the yo-ho, yo-ho pirate shanty. I love it. Yeah. So this week on our segment from Adam, thank you, Chad, for the she shanty. Um, I decided, so I played a lot of Steam Next Fest demos. And I was like, what a, you Ooh. know, I'll just do some quick hits about some cool things coming out. Um, some big games in here. Some smaller indie stuff that became popular after Steam Next Fest. So I was just like, hey, let me talk to you guys about a bunch of demos. Big Before game. we get too far removed from Helldivers 2, I just want you to let you know the mm -hmm. entire time you were talking about that game, in my brain I was like, there's an opportunity. Somewhere in here there's going to be an opportunity to say the words Helldivers 2 on the beach. And I, and I never found one. Oh, um, man. There is a beach so level. So some, planet, somewhere in an alternate universe, there's a really funny Helldivers 2 on the beach joke I made in the middle of your segment. But Yeah. It's yeah. very good. Hey, man, Helldivers <clears throat> 2, my favorite biome is the one full of sand. It's almost like Helldivers 2 on the beach. I oh, was that was... that I had already lost it. I was thinking about Squand. You know, the sand that you put, it's underwater, and you, you pick it up, and it's dry, but then you drop it in the water, and it's wet again. You remember Squand from when we, it was like the 90s no. when we were kids? It was on Nickelodeon. I remember all like the weird stuff. And... No, I don't remember Squand. I remember like Gak and all that shit. Anyways, Squand. Uh, I'm just gonna. Yep. Yeah. So it's like neon, multicolor, as seen on TV. Squand. You put it underwater, and you Squand. can model with it and shit like that. Like you can build shit underwater, and huh. and it has structure. And then as soon as you lift it above the water, it just like completely falls apart, and it's sand in your hand. 
<laughs> I love the first result on Google. Did anyone have Squand as a kid? I didn't. That's the number one thing from. Oh Reddit no no no! Google. I never had it. I saw the commercial a thousand times. Well, I know so. that's what I'm saying. That's what this guy's <laughs> post was. I didn't have it, but it was a thing. Anyway, so Steam Next Fest. Played a lot of demos. Some yeah. big things, some small things. Here's the good stuff. So I just have a list of stuff that I played. And then at the end, I have stuff I didn't play, but apparently everyone was interested in. First one I played was Madzik, but by everyone. Just go to your, your list. The, a lot of this stuff comes to console, so whatever. Madzik, it's like a top-down Diablo sort of game where it looks like a kid, like toy action figures from the 80s uh, kind of a thing. That was solid. That was fun. Okay, yeah. Um, it was like a little tri Triceratops gorilla-looking fuck. Yeah, it's like a bear guy and a girl who has magic or whatever. I just played as a bear guy Okay, the like time. the first four image sorry the first six image results on google image for madzik are that same madzik gorilla triceratops looking fuck and then it's just mm. a bunch of this old guy with a mustache who is apparently named lezek madzik <laughs> I, I don't know who that man is uh but no that was pretty fun uh, pretty quick demo not too bad I enjoyed it this next one so there's this game on PC, I think it's on console as well, called Severed Steel that was given away for free at some point. And people are like, holy shit, this Severed Steel game is good. Um, I never played it, though. But they have a new game coming out called Echo Point Nova, which is, okay, so think about it. You got like an open world area. It's fast as fuck, though. Like when you start the game, it's like, hey, you want to play 120 frames? Because that's the way to design the game. I'm like, sure, let's go. It is like a first person shooter, platformer wall running not even running so you have a you have a, a hoverboard you have a hoverboard and that's how you get around and you have guns and you just like are zipping through a massive world and just like doing flips and tricks and sh jumping off and shooting dudes and it's a good time it's fast and fluid and it's from people made severed steel which apparently is also another one of those cool games that's why i really really screenshots it. like mirror's edge vibes but yeah, with robots very much. is that okay yeah mirror's edge with robots with a hoverboard and guns uh it's very cool Cool. This next one was, uh, I was shocked how much it is like the thing it's inspired by, but I'm like, is that a bad thing? So it's a game called Realm of Ink, right? It's for, I believe it's from a Chinese developer because I think the whole game is in Mandarin. Um, when I went in, all the voice acting was just in, not in a language I understood. And I think it's Chinese. Um, it's straight up Chinese Hades. Like, 100%, hmm. like, you go to the next... It's got even, like, the hand-drawn art style. And, like, you go to the next room and you have... It is ex, it is one-for-one yeah, one Hades, but Chinese. And I'm like, is that bad, though? Because Hades is fucking good. So, uh, Realm of Ink was very popular and I think is it's very is cool. It's still... It, do, it doesn't seem to be... Is it Greek mythology still or is it, like, some kind of Chinese mythology? No, it's, like, Chinese mythology. Like, okay, I literally cool. fought the Monkey King was, like, the last... <clears throat> dope. Like, the first boss I fought in the... Th at the end of the demo. So I was like, oh, yeah. So just think of, instead of Greek, it's Chinese mythology, but it's the exact same game. Very cool. Alex, you'll love this one. Or maybe you won't, because oh. you're a hater. There's a game called Tavern Talk. What if I gave you one guess what Tavern Talk was about? Is it a game in which you talk with the Bionicle ca uh, characters and they're in a tavern? Because that <laughs> would get me interested. No, nothing with Bionicles. No, it's legitimately, it's coffee talk, but in fantasy. Oh, it is exactly okay. coffee talk, but it's like, hey, how about instead of in Seattle, it's like D and D, like throwback. Oh, a night right, kind of shit. Yeah, because I was gonna say, like, uh, coffee talk is fantasy. Yeah, it's just kind of set thing. within Seattle. This is an old yeah. medieval fantasy coffee talk, and I was like, oh, this is actually cool. I like this a lot. Very nice. So that one, I think you would you would dig that whenever it comes out. Um, let's see. I also played a game called Captain Captain Velvet Meteor. 
which so this is one of those games where it's like oh this person had trauma and made this video game about their trauma it's about a 10 year old boy who moves from france to japan and in his head he like creates that he's a superhero um and he's like working through trauma so like the first big boss you fight is a dog because when he gets to japan he's like i hate having to move i'm here he goes outside his dog is murdering a bird and then he immediately switches over again cartoon draw it's not like violent or anything he switches over to his captor captain velvet meteor and then he's like oh i gotta fight this this big evil kaiju and it's it's his dog is a kaiju and so it's like this kid working Ooh. through this big move and whatever but like the first um party member because it's like a grid-based strategy game the first party member you get is literally just like a dude from like um uh kamen rider or whatever or like those super sentai shows where he's just like i'm from the japanese monster squad and i'm a dude in a suit and i activate my power and go kill these guys like oh you're just a power ranger um <laughs> so it's very cool i think that one was interesting i like that whole let me work through my trauma through a video game i like it um next up biomorph i did not play this demo because uh, i played it at pax west biomorph is basically um, like a 2D Metroidvania thing, but the kicker on this one is when you kill an enemy, you take its power and you can become the enemy. So it's like, okay, I got to get through this door. I'll kill the ram creature so I can become the ram creature and oh, bust through the door. Nice, nice, nice. But every time you kill them, they become harder in the real world. So it's like, oh, I've killed three rams, so my, my guy's leveled up to level two. Now all the rams in the world are level four because you keep killing them and they get stronger as you get stronger. It's very cool. It's really dope. I didn't play the demo in Next Fest because I played it at PAX West, but that game's going to be really, really good. Um, all right, on to the last one. This was the the one that I think I enjoyed the most. This is I was referencing the other week that I played, but I'm talking about it now. Tales of Kenzara Zao, which is the the Game Awards. Oh, yeah. The African um, Metroidvania game. Got so good. Um Again, it's the actor from Bayek from Assassin's Creed Origins. He's making a game about dealing with the grief after he lost his dad. And it is African mythology, uh, like, you know, 2D Metroidvania. It's very Ori. Um, yeah, it feels like Ori. Like, it's nice and fluid. You have these two masks. One's uh, water power and one is fire power. And you switch back and forth and you do puzzles with them and shit. I'm like, oh, no, this is going to be good. And the acting is great. I mean, obviously, like, he's a good actor. But, like... The story he's telling and the acting in it is excellent. So it's like, okay, think of like Ori, but like a really, uh, like a fucked up story about losing your dad in African mythology. I'm like, well, you got me, buddy, signed up. And that game's going to be 20 bucks when it comes out, which is like, he's like, yeah, we just want it to be affordable. We don't really care about making money on it. I was like, fucking, all right. What's dude. the, uh, what's the release date on this one? Uh, I think it's March because the demo was had been made permanent now so that'll always be on steam but i think the full game is in march oh that's a double hold on actually i have it in a tab uh april 23rd excuse me april 23rd dope, coming dope, to ps5 dope. xbox switch and pc it's an ea game. Yeah. all right so you know pick um, that up played on my portal absolutely it's cool uh and the last one that i played which is the surprise hit of of steam next fest it's a game called balatro balatro Signalus. <laughs> Signalus? No, it's Balatro. <laughs> B-A-L-A-T-R-O. Um, so, Chad, you'll, you'll like part of this. So, it's kind of like a mix of... Um, so, if you're playing Slay the Spire, it's like you can build a deck and it's a roguelike. All right? But think of sort of the art style and the feeling... Not the horror part, but the, the art style and the feeling of Inscription. Okay. Like, that's the card-based thing. And it's poker. 
you play a roguelike where you fucking make poker hands and then you get to make a bunch of weird decks and you have joker cards that break out of poker but i'm like oh yeah i understand poker so easily it's so addictive. It's just like you're playing hands of poker over and over again, and then you get like weird fucking powers that do bullshit as well. It's fucking. It really works. Everyone was wet. For it. <laughs> Everyone was wet. No, legitimately, every secret Discord I went into, like, you guys played Baltaro yet? I was like, sure, I guess I'll try. I'm like, oh no, I get it. Like, it's right. such a simple idea. Like, let me make a roguelike that's fucking poker. Like, why didn't nobody do that before? I don't. To be, to be honest, I don't know why, but like traditional playing card games like just looking at a deck of playing cards just like gives me mm-hmm. an instant softy and i don't know well, what the it thing is. Like is poker it starts like that me. solitaire but then you do booty. get weird cards you get like joker cards that do weird things you get like i forgot what they're called they're like celestial cards that do where you get more than it and it's like inscription where you open and it's like oh this card is not the same as the squirrels and okay. this fucking okay. badger that i have so it does eventually get more it's not just play poker it, there's more to it but it's very good um there's some more highlights i watch people play um i didn't play all these but pepper grinder which i think is from i want to say that's the hollow knight people but let me double check also before the I... name of Pepper Potts's only fans where she puts the thing in her butthole <laughs> that you can com- control Oh my um, god, here we're going back oh to man. that, huh? Yep. Uh, pepper Grinder. <laughs> also, yeah, if you just do a Google image search for Pepper Grinder, you're not going to find the game. Oh. <laughs> no, you this looks good. You know what this looks like? Game. Yeah, yeah. This looks like Drill Dozer, a little the bit. game oh, that I game Drill Dozer. Uh, yeah, that's a Devolver yeah, game. Game Boy Advance where games. you like, yeah, you like jump and like you have the drill and it propels you through the world and like the drill is like your your uh is your thing, but it's a Devolver game. I'm like dope. They said the game draws inspiration from Dig Dug and Echo the Dolphin. I'm like, you know what? Sounds Echo fun. the Dolphin. <laughs> I guess like the jumping over the the rocks and oh, doing okay. all that yeah. weird stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see it. I c- kind of yeah. Um, I also watch people play Pacific Drive, which is the game coming to the indie game coming to PS5 and PC pretty soon. Uh, There's a demo for that. I didn't play it, but you know, people were. That's where you drive your car around in the world. Like the world ended in the Pacific Northwest, but it's weird and whatever's going on. Um, there's a game I didn't play, but everyone liked. It's called Haunty, which is apparently like a horror puzzle game, but it, I saw today in a new story got picked up by Game Pass. So apparently it was good enough for them to be like, here's some money, put it on our service day one. Haunty, like H-A-A-U-N-T-Y? T-I-I. T-I-I, okay. Yeah, yes. Um, and the last one was Ultros, which is a game that I think is out this week or might be out now or very soon that, um... Is a Metroidvania game that art style is very vibrant and poppy, but it's also it looks like it's inside of a womb. Who was that famous artist who did all the the paintings that were just vaginas? Um, but George they O'Keefe. They were yeah, it's basically or George O'Keefe, the woman from The Big Lebowski. I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Ultros apparently is a very good Metroidvania um, in the style of you're inside of a woman's womb, but it's also very colorful. Um, so that's an interesting one. But yeah, you remember you remember the game Res Infinite? Shipped yes. for PS1 and you could or PSVR one and you could in VR be a sperm, because that's what that entire game was, is you being a sperm. <gasps> wait, wait, wait a minute, is that what that game was? Yeah, that game is is all about you as a sperm making your way to the egg to make a baby. <laughs> I did yeah. not know that. Yeah. By the way, look up Ultros game and just like tell me that's not like the most vibrant weird fucking it reminds me a lot of uh just the, the colors in the art style a little bit it reminds me a lot of uh guacamole a little bit a little bit yeah yeah i see that 
just a I mean, little, not quite as stylized as guacamole, but similar to that. But yeah, sounds like it. it sounds like roguelike and Metroidvania are that's what video games are now. A lot of that, unless you want to serve fantasy potions to a, a goblin or whatever, you play yeah, some yeah. tavern talk. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, people like roguelikes and Metroidvanias, especially when there's good ones out there. So makes sense. That is. Uh, but before we close out segment from Adam real quick, I do want to know, mm -hmm. you know, at the beginning of the year, we established that at any point, Adam, mm -hmm. you can say, cozy, you have to play <laughs> this game. You have no choice. This is a Baldur's Gate three scenario where you got to play it this year, even if it's not God, on done that PlayStation consoles yet. <laughs> of all the Steam Next Fest games you played, which game do you think you would most employ that on? So for me, I wouldn't even need to employ it because if you don't do it, you're you hate black people. But I would say Tales of Kanzaro Zao. <laughs> no, I'm just very excited. It's very good and it's about African mythology and African culture. So that's really, really cool. So for me, like that was the one that stood out to me. I okay. think that's the one that will most likely uh shut the f that will most likely other people will get excited about. Like a general audience will get excited about is that one because it's a Metroidvania, good at voice acting pretty all that kind of a stuff now here's the thing the, what if we only have room for one pretty metroidvania starring a person of color in our life should we play that mm -hmm. or prince of persia i whenever because i beat both you I'll already let you get know. that you already did that rule for alex I for prince of persia i don't want to double up that's what i'm saying i want to beat both <laughs> and i'll let you know but no, there's those are the both. ones that i mentioned we've we've had uh, enough room for third person over the shoulder action games with white men we can we can make some room <laughs> Does Kratos look at the past because he's technically Greek? Uh, yeah, like that man yeah, had yeah. color before the accident, you know. What I'm yeah, but yeah. I mean, he he Michael Jackson himself. That's true. Well, I mean, not himself, but it did happen. Well, yes. yeah, he got Michael Jacksoned. Someone yes, has, someone Michael Jacksoned him. Absolutely, but yeah, everyone check out those demos. There's some cool games. There's some bigger ones, some smaller ones. Um, give them some love. Well, what's weird about it? I, I don't know why we're continuing this bit, but what's weird about the whole Kratos situation is if you remember the woman that cursed him to constantly have the white ashes of his family on him, spoilers, was a black woman. It was a like black oracle of like one of the towns that he pillaged. Damn, you know why? She which makes us. it even she weirder. Said, there can only be one. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it was. Highlander. Highlander yep. prequel. All right. That's my segment. Thank you for that wonderful stirring segment. And we are now going to wrap up today with Game on Game Show. The Game on Game Show. We play a game called Game on the Gaming Show on our game show. Game, 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 game. Turning it over to Cozy again for a TMI with NPD. Thank you, Adam. Uh, before we get on to tonight's TMI with NPD <laughs> uh, segment, we have some important updates. So uh, I started doing this segment. Uh, in the beginning, because I was inspired by a segment on the Blank Check podcast where they would review a movie, and at the end of the review, they would be like, all right, can you guess the top 10 uh, highest grossing movies of the week that this movie came out? And I was like, this is a great idea for a segment, but it would be really... It would be kind of tough to do that on like a weekly basis for video games. But then I remembered, oh yeah, back in 2019, Matt Piscatella released a bunch of lists of like the best selling games of each year from 1995 to 2019. And it's like, okay, great. I bet I can work with that. It was recently 
call to my attention that in January of 2024, literally just this last month, uh, Matt Piscopatella of Circana, Circana being the organization that the NPD group rebranded itself to last year, uh, basically put out a bunch of new lists, updated lists for each year that feature very, very slight variations in them. Um, as I understand it, I don't like fully know exactly why the lists are slightly different, but as I understand it, I think they were adjusted a little bit to accommodate for how much revenue each game made versus how much units they sold. At least that's my understanding of it. Uh, and for the record, in case either of you are wondering right now, oh, does this potentially change any of the outcomes of any of the prior lists we did? Does this mean that perhaps I could have won a previous list if we'd been going off of the new data? Probably not. And just as an example, um, I have in front of me the old 2009 list that we did two weeks ago. Starting at number 12, you have Halo 3, Assassin's Creed 2, We Play, Mario Kart Wii, Rockman 2, Guitar Hero World Tour, New Super Mario Bros. Wii, Wii Sports Resort, Madden, Wii Fit Plus, Wii Fit, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. And the updated list from 12 to 1 is Assassin's Creed 2, We Play, Mario Kart Wii, Rock Band 2, Halo 3, Guitar Hero, Wii Sports Resort, Wii Fit Plus, Madden, New Super Mario Bros. Wii, Wii Fit, and Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. So it's literally the same 12 games. It's just they're slightly yeah. reshuffled and rejiggered here. Oh, sorry. Sorry. I have an real... on all of Adam's wins. No, so. absolutely not. Question, Cozy, because <laughs> yeah. I did a step away because yeah. my dog was barking. Why is the data different a little bit now? What happened? M mine, I don't fully understand, but I think that they went in and like adjusted the placement of some games based on how much revenue they made versus oh, revenue how many versus units copy. they sold uh, through. Gotcha, gotcha. That's my basic understanding. If someone has a deeper into insight into how they did it or why they did is it, it still, by all means, reach out. I know NPD um, was just US-based. Is that still the case for this one? Is Maybe that's why they're different? Um, no, I, I think that the, the scope of uh, the sales themselves is still okay. the same as it was before. Gotcha. Uh, the, the only other thing I'll add is they did also change up a couple of other things. So, for example... Whenever like two or more games are released as a set, they now just count them together. So, for example, whereas in the past, they would be like, oh, Pokemon Red was the third best-selling game of the year, and then Pokemon Blue was the second best-selling game of the year. Now they'll just be like, Pokemon Red and Blue was the single best-selling game of yeah, the year, it. as like an example. Uh, other than that, mostly the same. So, are we ready to do TMI with NPD Woo! for the year 2010? Yeah. Are you ready to... Lose again? Question mark. What, did I win last week? Did you win? No, last I week? won last week. I feel like it was close though, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Adam, Adam, Adam won. won. Yeah, it was close, okay. but Adam won. Oh, that's yeah. right. You won by like he was point able to pull it out at the something. end, right? Mm. Because he guessed Resident Evil Five at the end. Um, I will say, 2010. I remember 2010 being a year where it really felt like we got a like good selection of games across all three consoles. And I will say, this list compared to the previous two lists. Much more interesting, much more satisfying to So we're still through. 360 um, PS3 Wii, right? Okay. Yes. Um, but I don't want to spoil anything right. else beyond that. Um, as usual, the Chad lock is still in play. So if after two clues you want to lock it in, you can do that once, Chad. Uh, Madden is out of play. Uh, I will tell you right here and right now that this year's Madden was the number fourth best-selling game of the mm -hmm. year. Uh, and uh, this year's Call of Duty is also out of play. Uh, that game was the number one best-selling game of the year. Surprise, surprise. <laughs> All right. I don't know if- uh, Let's if, start. I don't, I don't want Adam to know this because I'm like showing my hand a little bit, but I've been saving up all my Chad locks. 
And so I've got a whole box works. full of Chad Locks. I don't, and I'm gonna I don't think that's how it works. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> All right, here we go. Number 12. The 12th best-selling game of the year 2010 per the NPD group is a third-party Wii game. It is a sequel to a game that released in 2009 but did not chart on that year's list. It is a rhythm game and it was developed and published by Adam. Ubisoft. Adam? Uh, did you? Yeah. Did you not hear me? I, no, I, I, I didn't no, pick that oh. up. Oh, Adam, Adam, Adam. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, go. Uh, is it uh, Just Dance? Uh, that is incorrect. Also, we don't say our names on this one, Adam. We just we shout. Yeah, do we not so just blur, blur <laughs> it out? Yeah. We do so many <laughs> <Okay>. game shows. <laughs> um, uh, I will go and I will read the clues again. Twelfth uh, best-selling game of the year, two thousand and ten, per the NPD group. Chadlock is a third-party. Uh, okay, you just sure. Have to do a guess, go then. ahead. I, please continue to read the Chad. clues. Mm. Uh, a third-party Wii game. Uh, it's a sequel to a game that released in two thousand nine, but did not chart. On that year's list, uh, it's a rhythm game, and it was developed and published by Ubisoft. A Ubisoft. Adam said rhythm game. Adam said just dance, but I told him that that was incorrect. I think third-party Wii game. So this means it's not multi-platform. Yes, correct. You said it's a sequel. It is a sequel to yes. a game from the previous year, correct? Although but we the, didn't talk the game about. was not on the he, chart. Okay. Yes. I know what it is, by the way. Hurry up, chat, please. Game. Hurry up so we can get this over with. I, you, this one's tough. Oh my god, I know what it is. Hurry up. Because like all I can think of are a bunch of like multi-plat, like a, a bunch of you know Guitar Hero, Aerosmith, and all these kinds mm -hmm. of like multi-platform games or first party, like you know Wii Music and that kind of stuff. But it's really mm -hmm. tough to to think of a. Anything, of course, outside of a Ubisoft. A Ubisoft you think you think Just Dance, but like this is not Just Dance. Ten. Um, Nine. Eight. So, uh, which Just Dance did Adam ask Six. about? Seven. <laughs> just Dance. Is this five. Just Dance Seven. Two? Four. It's Just Dance Two. Okay, 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 oh okay. my god! Got it. Ah. You wasted your only chat lock. No, 100% Just Dance 2 did not cross my mind until literally I asked what game Adam said. Well, I wasn't even going to say Just Dance 2. I was going to say a different game, too, completely. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Yeah. What were you going to say? It might be on the list later. I'm not going to say it. Yeah. That whole time no, I was okay. just, I was bullshitting trying to think of, dear God, what other rhythm games does Ubisoft I was going to say, is it Raving Rabbids 2, maybe? But no, Just Dance 2 was the right answer. So mm -hmm. there you go. I was on the right track. All right. Number 11. The 11th best-selling game of the year 2010 per the NPD group is a shooter. It's both a direct sequel to another game and the sixth overall entry in its respective series. Halo Reach. That is incorrect. Its gameplay features a heavy emphasis on destructible Environments. Battlefield Battle too. That is correct. 
Battlefield Bad Company. You were going to guess Bad Company too, Chad. You were going to say no. I was going to say Battlefield, and then I was like, "What the fuck comes after that word?" Yeah, (laughs) Bad Company too. Very good game. All right, number ten, the tenth best-selling game of the year 2010 per the NPD Group is a sports game. However, it is a sport that hasn't been featured on these lists for several years. Mm. Its cover athlete saved the Looney Tunes before it was cool. NBA, oh, NBA 2K10. 2K, NBA 2K11. 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 Yeah, I think. Yeah, I, uh, I, I think that saying it, Adam so. was quicker on the gun there. Adam, you're you're more familiar with these sports games than I mm-hmm. am. Why is it that they would put uh, Michael Jordan on the cover of this game, considering that I don't think he was playing that no he wasn't this so this was time. actually my first time playing this w- this was the game for 2k that made it into a mega like you're gonna it's gonna start being on right. every single list like this was the one they did yeah exactly a throwback to his career so it was like hey there's career mode featuring jordan's greatest moments um and that's why he was on the cover mm. and this I'm, this is the game that people started caring about 2k so yeah it, it was weird because like you know it, sometimes I tend to struggle with finding clues for these sports games. And when someone I saw, oh, Michael Jordan was on the cover of this game. I'm like, okay, great. I can use that as a clue, but it's a little bit weird because typically you tend to expect it to be like someone who's a little bit more culture, c- culture current for that point yeah, in time. They were doing a throwback to Anyways, Jordan. So. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number nine, the ninth best-selling game of the year 2010 per the NPD group is an action adventure game. It is the second chapter in a popular trilogy. It pitted players against the villainous Borgia family. And it's another game that was developed and published. Just Three Brotherhood? That is correct. Oh, I was going to say, developed yeah. and published by Ubisoft. Mm-hmm. Means that Adam now has a three-point lead, uh, or rather two-point lead over <laughs> yeah, Chad. Yeah, yeah, one yeah, point. yeah, yeah. All right, here we go. Number eight, the eighth best-selling game of the year 2010 per the NPD Group is a Nintendo game. It's a remake of a game that released just over a decade prior. Legend it's of Zelda setting. Ocarina of Time 3DS. That is incorrect. Its setting mirrors several real-life locations in Japan. And it introduced the world to the Pokewalker. Pokemon Heart Silver, Soul, Heart Gold, Soul Silver. I'll give it to you. That's one point for you. All right, two and three points. Number seven, the seventh best-selling game of the year 2010 per the NPD group is a shooter. It's another game that's both a direct sequel and the sixth overall entry in its respective series. That is incorrect. It is not to be confused with a reboot with a very similar name that released in 2022. And it featured 
a deeply controversial level that was set within an airport. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2? No. That is correct. Oh, that's right. They I would said, double up. That's at, right. I said at the front, I would reveal this year's Call of Duty. I didn't say that there couldn't be another you Call of Duty on the piece list. You tricky shit. <laughs> By the way, this will start also yeah. happening every year where there'll be multiple Call of Duties okay, in the top 12. Okay. Yep. All right, number six. Uh, the sixth best-selling game of the year 2010 per the NPD group is a spiritual successor to a PS2 game that released in 2004. It prominently features a time-slowing mechanic. It's also an open-world game. And it's set in the year 1911. Call of Juarez? Oh, that is incorrect. Red Dead Redemption. That is correct. 2010. Huh? Yeah, people forget about people forget about Red Dead Revolver, at least 2004. Mm -hmm. Times there's a time right. slowing mechanic. Oh, I well, yeah, Red Eye, you slow it, and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, here we go. Number five, the fifth best-selling game of the year 2010 per the NPD Group is a returning game from the 2009 list. It's a game that prominently featured four-player co-op. It was also one of the few games outside of Wii Sports to be packaged with the Wii. Wii Sports Wii Resort. Uh, Chad, you said Wii Sports Resort. Adam, what I did you say? Wii Play. Uh, those are both incorrect. Okay. And it was the first game to feature Penguin... <laughs> You get to say that. Mario. I'm, I say it slow because <laughs> I want to give you guys an opportunity to get the jump on the gun before I complete the sentence. New Super Mario Brothers. I'm going to mark that as New incorrect. New Super Mario Bros. Wii. That what? is correct. What? New okay. Super Mario Bros. is a 3DS game, bitch. Those, those are both distinctive games okay y you might confuse one oh, with the other but okay <laughs> all right here we go uh number four is of course madden nfl 11 now normally uh adam this is where i let you guess the cover athlete mm -hmm. uh but i wanted to do something fun with this okay. one uh chad this is from this game's <laughs> wikipedia page <laughs> for the first time in the series fans were given the opportunity to vote for who would appear on the Voting cover of madden face. nfl 11 the choices were Alex Smith, quarterback of the San Francisco 49ers, uh, Drew Bees, quarterback of the New Orleans Saints, uh, Jared Allen, defensive end of the Minnesota Vikings, and Reggie Wayne, wide receiver of the Indianapolis Colts. Who was chosen? Um, the only name I recognize was Drew Brees. Is that correct? It is pronounced Drew Brees? It is Brees, yes. Brees. Drew Brees. So I'm going to say Drew Brees. That is, in fact, do correct. Do I get an extra point for correcting you? No, because I um, would have known who it was as well. So, Damn. I, I will give you both a half point. Well, there we go. Love it. That correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, therefore, it's useless. <laughs> All right. Number three. The third best-selling game of the year 2010 per the NPD group 
is another returning game from the 2009 list. It is the third best-selling game on its console to not be packaged with said console. That is incorrect. We fit. It's a game that is incorrect. Mario Kart that Wii. takes place. That is incorrect. Only Adam can guess Shut that up. one. He only has one guess. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Go for it. It's a game that takes place on Woohoo oh, Island. motherfucker. And it makes use of multiple peripherals. Wait, what I said I said we fit, correct? That's the first one I said. You guys said we fit, we play, and Mario Kart was correct. So those three games are I, It's one of two things, so please read them for me again. I know it's one of two, and I'm gonna fuck it up. Another returning game from the 2009 mm-hmm. list. It's the third best-selling game on its console, not to be packaged with said console. Uh, it takes place on Woohoo Island, and it makes use of multiple peripherals. We fit plus. No. That is correct. Okay. Yeah. yeah. What are the multiple peripherals right. that Wii Fit Plus uses? The board and the Wii Plus motion. The, the oh, Wii the motion plus. plus. That's yeah. right. Piss. All right. Here we go. Number two, the second best selling game of the year 2010 for the NPD group is another shooter. Chadlock. <laughs> <laughs> no. Damn it. It depicts a major event. That prior entries in its series alluded to, but never directly showed. Halo Reach. That is you <laughs> bitch. <laughs> I guess that game oh, like three times already. Today. I know you did. Damn I was it. like, maybe, maybe. All right, and number one is Call of Duty. Do you guys know which Call of Duty it was? Of course. Uh, let's see. What well, last year's was Modern Warfare. Warfare. What's the next one? What do they do? Black Ops. Advanced Black no, Ops. Yeah, Black, Black, Ops. Black Ops. There we go. I'll, I'll give you a point for that, Chad, but Doesn't you matter. still lose to Adam. <sighs> <sighs> oh, it's okay. Uh, Remember, other, every, uh, every win that Adam has has an asterisk because they change. All of yours do as well, things. by the way. Uh, of course. That's all of mine. All what? One of mine, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no, I won quite a few in the 90s, uh, I think. Yeah, you did pretty good. Then. Yeah. You want a couple here and there. Uh, some other highlights from the list uh, include at number 15, we have StarCraft II, Wings of Liberty, mm, okay. the expansion. At number 16, we have Fallout New Vegas. Mm. And at number 20, we have Final Fantasy 13, just barely hanging in oh, there. Oh, Lightning, she's back. Yeah, but not back. She, she would return Eventually. three Lightning. years Lightning later. Lightning does return. Yes. Yes. So she does so on and, her And that's own. it for... Yeah. Uh, that's it for TMI with NPD. Join us two weeks from now for 2011. Well, thank you, Alex, for TMI with NPD. That's it for Game on Game Show. That's it for this episode of Respawn Aimfire, episode 343. Yes, 343. Uh, look at that. We squeaked out over an hour with only one news story. I'm proud of us. Way to go. Not bad. Way to go, team. We're pretty good. We're awesome. Um, Cool, awesome news. One, we've already announced we're going to PAX. (gasps) We're going to be there. Guess who else is going to PAX? Someone you might know named Jacob McCourt, who's been on our podcast (gasps) once, maybe twice before. And uh, that young gentleman led this month's RAF game show, which is 
He brought his signature video game trivia. It was a fun time. It was Adam versus me versus Alex. So we all three uh, were were competing against each other while he uh, while he gave us all sorts of fun things to do. It is a very fun time. It's also kind of visual too. So if you want to watch it on YouTube, that's the best way to do it. And guess what? If you would love to watch that, you can by being a patron over at patreon.com slash fire. That's where we've posted the unlisted YouTube link. And then on March 1st, that goes live for everyone else. And we will have another exclusive thing only for our patrons in its place. Another perk of being on Patreon is you get to vote in our barf polls every single month to tell us what games we should play for backlog accomplishment with Respawn and friends. This month, we did Oops All PS3 and Xbox 360 games, and you all voted for Castlevania Lords of Shadow as the game we are playing. You have lost your opportunity to buy it at a discount if you don't already have it on Xbox. Uh, it is now full price on the Microsoft Store. What are you fucking grinning at, Alex? I, I can't keep talking. <laughs> I've been, we, 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 we didn't talk about it on the podcast, but I've been playing this game. Man, oh man, I have so many thoughts to share on this oh, game. Oh, I can't wait. So many thoughts. Wait. Oh man. Uh, so yeah, it is. if you want to play along and you don't already own it, it's 20 bucks on the Xbox Store, 30 on Steam. Um, go ahead and pick that up. You can only play it on PlayStation if you own the physical disc and a PS3 at the same time. Um but it's gonna be it's gonna be uh it's gonna be an interesting time that we will discover all sorts of things we never knew about Castlevania Lords of Shadow because we'll experience it. I think all for the first time, right? None of you have ever played this before? I've not beaten it. I only played like the first hour or two before. Okay. Okay. You'll have to wait for the episode to learn the full story. I got a big announcement yeah. on that one, by the way. I believe we have confirmed a special guest. <gasps> Maybe a, a fan <gasps> favorite special guest. Oh, <laughs> is that special guest bringing a new flavor of Mountain Dew? I hope so. <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I cannot wait. If you want to join us and learn all about new Mountain Dew flavors, you can do that by doing a couple things. One, you can write into the show, tell us your thoughts on Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Two, you can uh, be on the show. You can say, hey, I want to debut my Mountain Dew on your show, too. And we'll let you do that. Uh, if you're curious, how do you write into the show? You can do that by respawningfire at gmail.com. You can engage with us on Twitter, send us a DM. You can also, if you have our phone numbers, you can text us. And uh, someone has done just that. One of our <gasps> one of our listeners and patrons, Matt from RI, has <gasps> texted me and asked that we give a shout out to his Suicide Squad killed the Justice League clan. He started a Respawn Aim Fire clan and Suicide oh, Squad killed oh. the Justice League. And he doesn't know anyone else who's playing this game. So if you are playing Suicide Squad killed the Justice League, um, go ahead and join the Raft clan. Play with Matt. Uh, he would very much appreciate it. Matt, when it goes on sale, I will play that game with you. I don't mind 20 bucks to jump around with you. They're King Shark. I'm fine. Who knows how long it'll be before a Rocksteady game goes to 20 bucks, but we'll see. We'll see. Maybe it'll come to Game Pass pretty quickly. I'd love that. Who knows? That'd be great. That's it for this episode, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. Of course, we've got Alex uh, coming back for Cozy Bears Cooking on Wednesday, 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time. You will see him cooking in his heart-shaped bedpan. And what's he going to cook? Who knows? <laughs> Hopefully not the pee and poop that goes in the bedpan. Hopefully it's something delicious. Nope. Although I'm not going to judge your pee and poop. I haven't tasted everyone's pee and poop, so I don't know if some people's are delicious and some people's are bad. So uh, come find out on Wednesday. 
whether Alex's poop is good or bad. All right, we're going to close this down. Uh, until next time, here's our usual sign-off. Don't eat anyone else's poop. <laughs>